you got to master it. That's, if, they, if there's one thing you have to master, it's asking the right question. Everything else, building websites, um, getting your mom to front you a couple hundred dollars to build your uh, your company in, in her garage. Whatever it is, like all that Hello. stuff, you don't have to master. <laughs> but you do have to master asking the right question. If you ask the right questions, but you aren't a good listener, this is all for nothing. You are experiencing the Learned on Accident podcast. Listen, laugh, and learn on accident with Colmus and Johanse. It is your friendly neighborhood host. You've got Johanse, Y.A. Salimu. Johanse rhymes with Beyonce, but it's with a Y. And you got your man, Yakuruts. Homer, here on another episode of Learning on Accidents. You know, we got the intro for all that. <laughs> it's all good. It works out. <laughs> so, yeah, let's um, let's give the audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better, Comus. Um, First of all, uh, important question for me, maybe not for everybody else, but I like to visualize people. How tall are you? I am a whopping five foot zero. No, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm six one. Hey, don't diss the short people. Six one. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've known this man since kindergarten, and we compete against it on everything. And I'm telling you right now, he's saying he's six foot one. We are the same height, okay? And I am 72 inches tall. Six foot, no centimeters, no extra one that I'm trying to boss up on Coleman's like, hey, I'm six one, you six foot. We the same height. Nah, you we were the same height, but pro day barefoot, I pulled off a six one. That's no shoes. And yeah, I've got stretching my neck out too. Huh? I'll be stretching my neck out too, but I mean I ain't never you reached that far. You can't stretch your neck up, it's not gonna work. <laughs> you, on too. you know what? You know why I'm not mad? Because I'm actually Hollywood six foot five. There you so go. I'm, I'm good. Like I, I start wearing Air Force Ones. I I don't show up to everybody else who's six foot. I'm always taller than them outside. So as long as we're not inside and barefoot on the carpet, I'm going to be six, five. And that was my thing with football. I'm like, bro, they really be judging people for what we are barefoot. I'm like, we're not playing barefoot. (laughs) Give me the Like, bro, my cleats are easily a half inch to an inch of of height. Like that's me. Yeah. There's just things that you can leverage. Exactly. I'm like, bro, what, I'm not playing barefoot. Just go ahead and give me my, my heightened cleats. <laughs> Do we get I mean, you sink into the turf, so you might even be, I don't want to say you're shorter, but you're right around the same height. I don't know. Come on. Not man. a big deal. That's that's my thing. You just want it published to be able to say I'm this tall. I mean, for sure, teams want to lie, like, man, we got the Monstar squad coming through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about um, when entrepreneurs lie about their businesses? Like, like if someone were to ask me today, like right now, like how's business going for your nonprofit organization? I hear you have a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You're doing speeches all over the country and you got a best-selling book. And didn't you just win all these awards for your book? Like that's the outside, right? But if, if, if you were to ask me like plain straight up, like how's your business doing? I would tell you because other thing, I don't like lying. I'll tell you, like, it's not going as great. And they're like, what? It's not going as great. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you measured it 
right? It's everything's relative. But what do you mm-hmm. think about when, when people do the same measurement stuff that we talk about with height and sports, when they do that with their business, and they only report uh, great numbers? Is that something that you have to do to everybody on the outside? Or what, when do you get serious about telling people the, the nitty-gritty details of your business? Well, let's look at it like this. On one section, are you a public you know, business that has shareholders and other people invested? If that's no. the case, where you got... Okay, if, if not... That's your business. You feel me? Nobody needs to know that. That's your personal business. You feel me? Like, I don't have to tell you what's in my wallet every day. But if this is a public traded business and we got money coming in, things like that, I got to know what's going on. So as an investor, I can make the right decision, you know? Mm, so the now, private companies can hide at all. Well, on another note, private companies, it's like, okay, let's say you're a private store. People got stuff on layaway, but you're about to go out of business. They've already Mm -hmm. funded these accounts. Do you plan to relinquish the funds you have held before you go out of business or the ship sinks? Or are you just going to take everybody down with you? You get what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. And there's also, like I said, everything being relative, especially when they talk about your business. Like I have giant goals of like making summer youth camps all over the country and affording so many different scholarships that I'm just like, hey, I'm not right there, so I'm failing. And it's like, wait, 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 hold up now, hold up now. That's not the measurement that we were talking about. I'm like, well, to me, in business, you know, that's how I feel. Right now, I feel like I am failing at running my company because I'm not there, but I, I, I'll be there. I know it. <laughs> and, and see, that's the thing. So that's why I'm like, depending on who you're responsible for, if you're a private company, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, keeping your facts and figures to yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> but there's a lot of there's a lot of shady figures. So how do you assess shady figures that that people that come up to you want to do a business deal and you're just like I just don't even want to work with this person? How do you assess those people? So the average scammer will tell you that if you join them and sign up, you're going to get rich this this and that. Currently, I always ask, what are you making? What have you made? What's your PL? You know what I'm saying? What are you doing to justify that I should trust you? If you can't show me tangible proof of what you're doing, but you can always point to someone else that's not you, I'm looking at you very side-eyed. Because you're selling their business, not yours. I don't care about them because I don't know, like, and trust them. I know you, and I'm starting to not like you or trust you. Yeah. Oh, well, we well, can I'm, make a million dollars, but I need you to do it so I can get rich. That doesn't make any sense. Correct. Well, I'm I'm bad at spotting the snakes in the grass, so I oh. literally hired somebody to do that for me. There you go. Like, <laughs> I said, hey, you have all these analytical skills. You can read people extremely well. I'm giving you a job, and that person for me, like, analyzes new business deals as they come up and new people that we do projects with. And he's he's very good at his job of analyzing people. And by the way, y'all he me and I passed, because if you would have failed that, he'd be fired. Actually, oh wait, wait, he, oh he analyzed you when we when we came to LA for the shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Because I had him analyze everybody I've known that I met while we were in LA doing the when we did my music video and uh, side note, uh, I think I can sing a little bit, <laughs> but um, 
the link to that music video is up in the description if you want to check that out. But when we went to LA and, and shot that video, I had my right-hand man who's with me that day. I said, hey, make sure you analyze this person, this person, this person, this person, and tell me what you think about them. And as he's going over people's profiles, he sees things that most people can't even see. And when they come to fruition and he points them out, like uh, it's, it's amazing to watch people freak out that he knows the kind of thing. Like he could, okay, here's an example. Here's a, here's a real concrete example. We go to, we go to this individual's uh, house, uh, their place of business, and we're doing a consultation. And we're trying to figure out if we want to hire them for some services. And I tell them exactly what my right-hand man does. And they kind of think like, oh, maybe, you know, that's what he says he does, but he's not that good at what he does. And she asks my right-hand man, because he's right there in the, in, the, in the meeting, she says, hey, can you, can you tell me something right now that you know, because you've analyzed what's going on here that most other people wouldn't know? And then he says, sure. Um, you keep all your money in that red bag on top of the refrigerator. And she freaks out. She's like, how do you know that? Like, what do you mean? That's, that's a coffee bag. And uh, my right-hand man is like, yes, well, you don't have a coffee pot out. And, you know, you, you just don't come off as a coffee drinker to me in general, but you also don't have any of the signs that you are a coffee drinker. And yet you have a very large industrial-sized coffee bag right there. And it doesn't look like it gets touched or moved a lot. He's like, I, I would bet that you keep all your money in that red bag right there on top of the refrigerator. And she's like, okay, he's good at his job. Make him turn it off. <laughs> like he's, and yeah. <laughs> so he does that for me. He analyzes people, their motives, what's going on in the area, in the situation. Because I always think that people are of good, sound character. And I'm, I can be wrong. So I, I got a guy to tell me when I'm wrong. And see, that's the key thing in business is what you can't do, hire somebody that can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I um, I will say just the back to the whole, you always said that you need to be the jack of all trades on certain things. I, um, I coded two websites before I finally hired somebody to build my other websites. And I can totally understand what they did because I, I tried it myself and I understand the code behind it, but I also understand the, the time consuming nature of it. So I, I would say, you know, hire somebody who's better at you than do, and let them let a professional handle it for you, but not to the extent you don't know what's going on. Keep a, keep and, a firm eye. And that's what I was saying. You, that's where the Jack of all trades comes in because, because you have some base knowledge on it, you understand the labor involved and all those intricacies. You can gauge if someone's pulling your wig or even if they know what they're doing. Cause you're just like, man, I, I didn't, I didn't turned on a car before this, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a good mechanic. <laughs> correct. Correct. Man. That's why I've, I've done it. I, I've worked on the car. I've built the website. I've, learn how to code and buy certain services off Fiverr to exponentially, you know, just multiply my, my ability to accomplish. And it's, it's one of the main things you need in business is to be able to hire correctly. And, and I can't necessarily tell when people are of high character and they understand my heart, where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to do as opposed to just trying to get what they want and run away with it. 
Yeah, I generally just don't trust people. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that I, you know, I thank God that I'm able to trust my intuition because I let people reveal themselves to me and try to take it at face value, you know? Because we came up from, you know, the, the, the ghettos of the, the slums of Shaolin. Otherwise, <laughs> Great Crenshaw District, you know. So there's just a general, there's just things you learn that translate over into the business world. When somebody's being dishonest, you won't be able to put your finger on it, but you'll just be like, you know, there, there's some cut on this. You're not, you're not giving me, you're overselling it. You know, that's a big key. If people are overselling the hustle, red flag. Or if they're trying to sound smarter than they are, red flag. Or there's just something off from a natural nuance. Now, mind you, there are times where somebody might be selling you the truth, but the truth, it's 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 easier to spot the truth. You get what I'm saying? If it sounds too good to be true, more often than not, it is. And you have to learn how to just ask questions like a child. Because kids, you know, they're very honest and they, they ask the question, don't nobody want to hear? Well, if that's your husband, how come he keeps coming over at night after my bedtime? <laughs> yeah, that honest question of, so how do you make your money? Oh, yeah, like this. No, no, seriously, like, how do you make it? Like, I don't understand if I wanted to do it right now. I don't right. get how that would work. There you go. Just got to break it down man and see um so like um like then that's what i was saying before like you know when you got people who are like this my my income or wealth is dependent on you joining me right now that is a red x problem if you say hey i do everything i do currently right now and i don't need you i'm just sharing with you what i do i'm more privy to listen because it's practical application if i can't take what Telling me right now and do something right now to spit out a result monetarily, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I'm at a point where I'm at a point where I'm past the whole mindset, self-help books, and the you gotta want it. Shut up. Just tell me exactly what to what is play. We run in uh ISO ride or we run in a four three, a three four. Am I blitzing? Is DM blitz? what is going on? Just tell me what the play is. And then I can judge for myself, like, man, I did X, Y, and Z, and it gave me X, Y, and Z. This man, he's legit. I I find that uh, it's the correct question. All I have to do is ask the correct question, and I'll find out. Like, it, this, there's so much knowledge. There's so much information. And I don't want to give the idea that, oh, everything's online or on an online course or in a book. No, some things are, are just wisdom, and you, you got to ask the right person to get the right answer. But you always, always, always have to ask the right question. And, and like that's even, the thing. Go, go ahead. I was about to say, even for learning how to animate this podcast and, and how to get everything together, I said, well, you can't just ask how to podcast because you get a giant uh, amount of information that doesn't a- answer your specific questions. And it's... So to add on to that, it's similar to how to work Google. Like if you understand, if you understand how to work Google to find out what you're doing, then you understand how to ask questions to people. If you just say how to bike, Google's going to give you. But if you say how to repair the left gauge tire thingy on my bike, Google will give you a more narrow answer. You get what I'm saying? The question kind of funnels 
out and sifts out what are possibilities into closer to what you're looking for. So when you ask people vague questions, you know, if you do that, you're going to get vague answers. But if you ask questions that are funneled towards an answer, then you can see like, well, if you can't give me this and there's something wrong with this, or if you give me something and it's just wrong, it becomes more apparent. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trying to work through a, a question right now for my business and I'll, I'll do it out loud for everybody. So um, I run a nonprofit organization and as the CEO, I, I'm in charge of figuring out all the opportunities in order to grow the cause. And one of the major things that got turned off was my Google AdWords. And why that's so important is because nonprofit organizations, they get something amazing. They get this thing called the Google Ad Grant, where they get $10,000 worth of advertisement dollars through Google because Google wants nonprofits to, to succeed. If you've got a charitable organization that you've established and you got all the rights to, and, and now here you are trying to save the dolphins, save the whales, save the turtles, help little kids, help people over in this country, that place, whatever you're trying to do that's a charitable purpose, Google has your back in the sense that they want to help you have some advertisement dollars towards bringing people towards your cause and, and, and letting them know what's going on. Well, those dollars got turned off. And I'm trying to figure out what the right question is because, you know, caveman style, all I'm saying is ads on, turn on ads, turn on, turn on. But it's like, well, break that down. Like, what's your specific issue? What's my specific issue? Like, why was my identity not verified through Google? Why did they shut down my account temporarily? Which, mind you, it's, it's nothing nefarious because I, I, I pay really good people to make sure I follow every single rule. But in trying to discover your answers to every little thing that'll pop up in your business or in life, really, uh, you, you find yourself just lost for words with what you're trying to describe that you're trying to fix. But um, you got to master it. That's, if, they, if there's one thing you have to master, it's asking the right question. Everything else, building websites, um, getting your mom to front you a couple hundred dollars to build your uh, your company in, in her garage. Whatever it is, like all that Hello. stuff, you don't have to master. <laughs> but you do have to master asking the right question. And the thing is, you know, that goes into like contracts and negotiations. You don't know that the person you're negotiating with has a higher ceiling to give you funds if you don't ask the right questions goes back to what we talked about in the last episode about never split the difference. You're able to sift out and pull out information. But even if you know how to do that, I'll kind of switch points here. If you ask the right questions, but you aren't a good listener, this is all for nothing. At the end of the day, you have to be so receptive to learn how to take in all the information given to you so that you're able to make that conclusion. Like, you might ask the right questions, but let's say you're not privy to the tone in their voice or their body language to know that what they're saying and there's a disconnect. And then you can pick up on, OK, I'm not asking the right question, but I'm on the right track because this person is either a, getting uncomfortable or approaching a topic they don't want to go into. So now you know how to dive in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's, it's all about asking the right question. So with that, um, how do you think we did today on this episode? Because we're about to wrap this one up. Man, that's a great question. You asked the right question. I'm gonna ask you even better. <laughs> if you think it went well, what about the episode went well? Yeah, let us know and 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 
so if you go to the the website, actually, all, both of our links are at the top, and we'll have the podcasts linked on there. And there's going to be a a link where you can go in there and leave us a voice message to give us a comment, or you can go on any of the platforms that you're listening to the podcast and leave a comment, a like. There's also going to be, you know, it's going to be on YouTube. So just leave a comment down there. Let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, that's all we got for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Learned on Accident podcast with Colmacy Hanson. Deuce!